0: First E-D-E-X beats uh, uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: A special message from Satan himself.
0: Have you been naughty? Are you interested in being even naughtier? Do you like waiting in lines? Do you enjoy spoons in your ears? Endless gaudy portraits of the man in the yellow hat each hung slightly askew? Do you ever wonder why you can't have elbows for feet? And why the unrelenting monotony of your very existence isn't occasionally punctuated by mouthfuls of anise-flavored sand? Hi, I'm Scott Poots, Prince of Darkness, first of his name. And I want you to have all of these things, not later, but now. And I think you do too. That's why we're partnering with Frobisher's Dairy to bring the joys of the underworld up here you. With each and every purchase of a small cone or a cup for you tidy-heidies, you'll receive a free topping, a coupon for an ebook about aspic, and a creeping sense that something wicked this way comes. Remember, there's a limit of one per customer, it's just our way of saying, hey up there, we want to devour your very soul. Frobisher's Dairy and Satan. We'll be waiting.
1: It's 82.7 the knob. KNOB, infuriating panhandle residents since 1974. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, let's take it down to the street and check in with Tad. Tad, you out there? For KNOB, this is Tad. My friends call me Tad. I'm standing in the town of Storm's Edge, founded two weeks ago here along a desolate stretch of road. Storm's Edge consists of 16 humans, one cartoon bear, one robot, one cat, six toads, one pile of stuff, and a ditch. The town stands a half mile from this massive storm that has been going on for weeks now. Storm's Edge was only incorporated a few days ago by a gentleman here named Larry with a pile of junk for a dog? oh man, Larry! It's my brother. I'm just realizing that my genius brother started a town with no infrastructure and it's right next to a massive storm that science hasn't even explained yet.
0: We are trying to explain it. Why are you rushing us, Ted? Yeah, it's not that simple, Ted. Come back when you have a degree or maybe a science accent, Ted.
1: Right, well. Storm's Edge by Larry Great job, Larry Sweet choice of location Wait a minute, Clem? I think my producer Clem knew that Larry was my brother and gave me this assignment just to wrinkle my hackles Didn't you, Clem? Stick to your report, please, Tad Yeah, Tad Among the first arrivals at Storm's Edge was a busload of Catholic toads I don't
0: know why everyone keeps saying we're Catholic It's probably the Habits, Dan What? The Habits but nun's hats? Didn't you get nun's hats
1: for Fabian's birthday? Shh! Keep
0: it down, man! You wanna ruin the surprise? What hats? You guys got hats? No way! No hats, Fabian. Nothing to see here. Now go back to your tuffet. Oh, she's okay. I will just choose to believe you. Well, that was close. Great job, Paul. I'm the worst. Yeah, Paul, you're the worst. Meanwhile, the storm wasn't lifting. I was tired of just sitting there. I thought maybe we could get through.
1: In my lime green Kia Sorento.
0: So we loaded up the car, said goodbye to Storm's Edge,
1: and we drove as fast as we could towards that wall of darkness.
0: We broke through the storm, we broke through the storm,
1: and we started to fall, and we kept falling,
0: and falling, and falling, and
1: falling,
0: and falling, falling. falling. it was
1: some kind of whirlpool, everything
0: Everything got
1: really weird, everything started to change. place. It's a trip just to get there. I realize you never go far, but this is once in a lifetime. The journey's extreme. Lime green Kia Sorrento careened through time and space, and the very fabric of reality began to shift. In another place, a fresh-faced band practiced for their upcoming gig. The year, 1974. The band, Captain Teenager. Captain Teenager was the brainchild of multi-instrumentalists Albumith Great Brown and Ophelia Thorax magazine. Their first record Great Brown magazine was a hit. It did cause some confusion in certain quarters. My name is Edgar Bevere. I know I sound like someone who might enjoy cross-stitch and bird-watching, but I ain't. I'm a tough guy. I do just love brown stuff, especially great brown stuff, and this apparent magazine by a youthful sea captain promised both, so I placed the order with the prestigious Ivy League-based Musical Library and Collectors Consortium to which I belong. Imagine my mood when the day arrived and Great Brown Magazine turned out to be neither great, nor brown, nor magazine. There were no pages. The thing was pink. If you want to offend a massive fan of terrific topes, promise them brown and give them pink. Incensed. I was incensed. So I had my pencil take a letter. Dearest House of Columbia, I'm writing to express my dismay upon receiving Great Brown Magazine by Captain Teenager. That's it. I'm pissed. A pox upon your house, Columbia. A pox. Speaking of pox, I have a great interest in pox. It just so happens to be my third favorite topic, after brown and clogs. Yeah, so, send my love to Mandible Ron, your pal Edgar Bevere. The reply came quickly. Dear Edgar, I thought that might happen. Let me guess, not a magazine? It's pink? Just give it a listen anyhow, Edgar. If you still hate it, we'll work something out. With bemused consternation, House of Columbia. Yes, Mandible Ron says hey. Captain Teenager wasn't the first name for the little band that could, then did, then wouldn't, then hadn't, and then could again, but only sometimes. And it wouldn't be the last name, or couldn't it. Here's music critic, Captain Teenager superfan, and part-time dog, plethany Wuffles. Same five members their whole career, but they had about 12 distinct eras and their ever-changing name ran parallel to the constant change of styles, you know. I'm partial to the years between 82 and 87. From 82 to 84, they were a new wave funk band called Gladbone. And then they went through a brief prog metal phase as receptiveness of the hydrant. Then they were Dumpster Steak. And finally, in 86, they became Cookie If You said. Such a golden era for the band. And around that time, I began looking into what it would take to become a professional dog. Plethany, if you could just stick to the stuff about Captain Teenager, that would be great. Sure, but did you know that even part-timers like me are allowed to eat milk bones just like regular dogs? And I'll tell you, for all the naysayers, I quite enjoy a good milk bone. Especially a smattering of the small ones ensconced in a gelatin-based aspic of some sort. Ever had an aspic? My favorite Gladbone song about Aspic is called Six Foot Wobble Dome, and it's all about the famous 1957 world record for bigness of Aspic. I believe that record was eclipsed in 1974 by none other than Saddam Hussein. That, that can't be right. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Uh, hey, it's Maurice kind of. I'll bet you're wondering where we've gone. Well, so are we, kind of. We were falling through that wormhole and, well, things got really weird. They were
0: already weird.
1: How's that? They were already
0: weird. Things have been weird this whole time.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Well, let's
1: just say things got weirder. I won't argue there. The first indication of weirdening was when my lime green Kia Sorento turned into a Popsicle. Now I know you'll say, Maurice, that's really not that strange. Yeah, but you guys, it turned into a SpongeBob Popsicle. All I'm saying, a lime green Kia Sorento and the combined powers of space and time all working together to create a Popsicle out of my car and they didn't go with Lime. So now, we're apparently somewhere in the 70s, and confusingly, my name is now something like Egg White Feinbister, and I'm supposed to be a rock star. I don't know the first thing about rocks or stars, but apparently, I'm both. Bobby's still looking for his mom. But because of the wormhole, instead of a robot, now Bobby's just a bunch of charcoal taped together.
0: New name? Coltron. My address? 74 Awesome Street.
1: On the next Percy Peaks, Captain Teenager goes to sea. Coltron ruins yet another beige sectional, and Storm's Edge gets a visit from a villain. Percy Peaks is released monthly wherever you listen to podcasts. It was conceived, written, composed, performed, recorded, and engineered by John Purcell. For now the show lives at rss.com/podcasts/percypeaks. This project is donation supported. Also check out the Percy Peaks Instagram and the new Patreon for special access to music and unreleased material.